0: It's time for a 30-minute sports show which discusses sports in the DMV. Game Time explores professional, collegiate, high school, and amateur sports on and off the field that contribute to the excitement of sports in the city of champions. It's Game Time with your hosts, Dr. Richard Miles Sr., Lois Cook, and Bruce Walker and friends.
1: Welcome to another edition of Game Time. I'm Bruce Walker. We got the doctor in the house, Dr. Richard Miles. We got the illustrious Keith Jones. And we got PJ in the house. Lois once again is traveling. Um, we will be expecting her back next week. Uh, hopefully we got fingers crossed and everything. But we have a special guest in the house today. We got Coach Steve Anderson uh, from the University uh, American University lacrosse team. Welcome to the
2: show. Thanks, thanks. It's actually the field field hockey hockey team. Team. Oh, field field, hockey team. Okay, sorry about that. I got
1: that wrong. Um, Okay, so that's even even more interesting to talk about because we hardly ever get to talk about field hockey. And I think all of you out there need to know more about field hockey and you're going to find out more on this show. So talk about field hockey let's first of all talk about the game itself what what is the game itself the the objectives what type of players you look for um especially at the collegiate level
2: yeah, the, the game is unusual in the sense that you can't score until you get the ball in a semicircle. So you have to be able to get the ball into the offensive zone before you can score. So that's one area of the game that's quite u- unusual. And then you can only use one side of the stick. Unlike in ice hockey, you can use both sides. And field hockey, you have to turn the stick over, mm-hmm. and you can't play it with your body unless you're the goalkeeper. So it's a really fast-paced open game. It's an Olympic sport. It's uh, played by both men and women across the world. And at our level, we're looking for the the top talent that we can find that can help us be a winner on the field. So a lot of speed and dynamic play. So in finding that talent, you know, there's not a lot of high schools that have field hockey, right? There's a, a concentration of the sport in the East Coast and in a lot of private schools, and then there's some other pockets in California and around the world, so it's a, a very uh, international game in a lot of ways. Uh, so it's growing in some areas, but it's being kind of taken over in some spots by uh, soccer, and lacrosse is growing quite quite well, too. So is the time that the season goes on, is that the same time as hockey season, or is it a different time? We compete in the fall uh, in the collegiate level, so our Sports from August until November, and then we train the rest of the year and get ready for the the fall season. So it's a it's a fall sport. Is it the same time that that hockey is going on? Ice hockey is usually starting up uh, like with the, the caps will start around November or so. So it's not uh, competing with that, uh, but it's definitely competing and, and going up at the same time as uh, the soccer programs and our volleyball program at AU is going at that same time. So a lot of sports at the, the same time.
1: So do you find that some of your players are actually have played hockey on other
2: teams and and, de- and decide, like, hey, let me play field hockey? A lot of our players, they grew up playing soccer, uh, softball, lacrosse, track, and then they decided in the end to go with hockey at the, at the next level. So that's been the, the higher concentration of sports for us. So what's your recruiting like? Nonstop. Every mm. week, I'm having just, I mean, hundreds of emails and we have to go to a lot of tournaments and watch. We uh, watch a lot of video. We interview people over Zoom and uh, whatnot. So it's nonstop. That's the, the number one project. So do you get people from the West Coast that are uh, coming to East Coast schools? We do. We have uh, some people from California, people coming out of New England. Uh, internationally, we have people from all over the world on our team. So it's we're uh, definitely a very diverse group in that perspective. Uh, but it's uh, it's a huge group from all over the country.
1: Is it a scholarship uh, sport? It is. It ah, is. That's yep. good. Yep. That's good. So all of you guys out there that uh, are listening now that are in high school or maybe even in middle school, now you know that you got a way to kind of Continue your education and uh, get some a little bit of help. Uh, PJ, uh, you were the person that was uh, instrumental in bringing Coach here today. Um, uh,
3: first of all, thank you, Coach Steve, for, for coming in. Um, I've known Coach Steve for 18 years of my life, and I got to say, um, he was just speaking about all the stuff that he does. First of all, he always has a smile on his face. He's always energetic, and I mean, day in and day out for all the years that I've known him, he's been there longer than me at AU. But since I've been there, uh, when the people come from other, I mean, other states and all that, he's walking them around. He's always, he's never, I've never seen him in his office. He's always out doing something. But uh, even um, at the games, it gets it gets really crazy. The games are very exciting, and uh, I see that energy from Coach
2: Steve when he's out there on the field. So coach, tell us about your background. I grew up in Bethesda, just down the way. And uh, I started uh, just being a soccer player and I fell into this lucky situation where they made me play field hockey in a gym class for a couple weeks. And in that environment, the, the teacher, talk to the coach. The coach saw me play and called a person that ran some uh, leagues in the area. And that person called me and would not let me get off the phone until I agreed to go to a, a hockey practice because he said, I heard you could be a really good hockey player. So I started playing hockey and I ended up being able to go with that group and make some regional teams, which led to junior national team, then the national team, the Olympics. And I, I lived overseas playing and got involved in coaching with the national program too, and I've been to a couple Olympics with the U.S. women's team. So it's been an unbelievable journey. That's quite impressive. So
1: do you find that some of your players that you have now, uh, I don't, I don't, are they able to compete for the Olympics?
2: They are. We have had a number of people on our team uh, try out for the U.S. national team or their respective nations. We have one right now that's on the South African national squad. Uh, some people that are playing professionally or semi-professionally in Europe uh, and in South America. So it's uh, incredible opportunities for people in our sport. Mm. So Dr. Miles is
1: actually, you know, he's multi-talented. He's <laughs> actually he just went out for a swimming team uh, recently. And, drowned and, and uh, you that know, was just uh, donations. So, so I, I heard you were trying to recruit him.
2: For the field hockey team. <laughs> we would love that. We think that would be fantastic. We'd have him work. out, uh, see how his skills are. Maybe he wants to play in goal. Take I'm some a, shots. Yeah, that would be, that'd be yeah, fantastic. He would be, He'd be perfect
1: a, at that. Mm-hmm. You know, Miles is very, very talented. He's all, he's not just. a <sighs> professional football player, he actually is an athlete. So he's out there trying to create his own sports at this point. I think I think we should do it. I think we should see how the reactions are.
4: <laughs> I, I really appreciate that gentleman, but I'm not foolish enough to Shane, you hear them trying to egg me up to do something, Shane, that I know that I will be terrible in. But no, I'm curious about the sport really and Just a little synopsis of how many uh, players on the team, what's the procedure in terms of uh, how they scored. You was talking briefly about that. Those are little things I want to know because I know a lot of people begin to play field hockey. And I was one of the people that kind of naive in terms of did not understand the almost difference because when you really look at it, other than
2: the padding and everything, uh, it's it's definitely different. Yeah, so we have 11 players versus 11, full field. So it's 100 yards by 60 yards, so a big space. It's similar to soccer in terms of formations. Uh, we have a goalkeeper that has a lot of padding similar to an ice hockey goalkeeper. And uh, we try to have a lot of fast plays combinations up and down the field to be able to score. We have one special play that's called a penalty corner. If I get a, a foul against you in the circle, the scoring circle, then we get to have like a, sort of like a power play opportunity for, for a shot where you have limited defenders. So it's uh, a big key to the game to try to get corners uh, and a big key to the game to try to get the ball into the scoring circle to be able to finish. Absolutely. Another
4: quick question. Now, I, I know it's a pop in hockey, this is a round ball, Correct. more or less. Uh, so uh, why it's,
2: you know, why the difference? Well, we play on AstroTurf. So mm-hmm. we play on a, a water-based AstroTurf. So they, they wet it down. The ball is about the size of a baseball and a little bit harder. And you can hit the ball 100 miles an hour. So if you get hit and you don't have very much uh, protection on that, that can hurt quite mm-hmm. substantially.
1: Yes, it can. Wow.
2: Yeah. Well, now I know.
1: And he will be out there for tryouts um, in the next couple of weeks. I don't suggest
3: it. I've been hit with one of the balls during a practice, and they don't, it yeah, don't. fit. I have seen them before, <laughs> so I know. You know, luckily it was in my ankle,
1: not in my, in my well. We're gonna get more into it with Coach Steve, and then we're gonna go to uh, next segment. We're gonna first start off with the local sports report because Keith is out there. He's out there on the television side. He's out there on the on the radio side, and there's a lot going on in the area right now. So he's got a lot of updates. For you. we'll be right back on Game Time.
0: DC Radio mobile app. It's the brand new DC Radio mobile app. Now you can hear your favorite DC Radio programs whenever and wherever you go. Listen on your iPhone, iPad, or Android phone. It's free and easy to download. Just click on the iPhone or the Android icons at the bottom of our webpage at dcradio.gov and take DC Radio everywhere. Listen live or listen on demand to DC Radio. In DC, for DC. 96.3 H and dcradio.gov
1: all right we're back on game time we got coach steve in the house of course we got dr miles we got the 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 man on the streets pj and we've got the king of journalism keith jones keith let's go to the local sports report
5: let's do it b and uh, let's talk about that biscuit on the ice that the, the capital is still struggling there it's in, in the bottom half of the metropolitan division where they've been for quite a while they got a game against philly this week and Then Arizona comes to town tomorrow, and then next Thursday, the Caps are in Pittsburgh against the Penguins. On the hard courts, the Wizards going into the game uh, against the Los Angeles Lakers have lost 12 straight. They tied for Detroit uh, with less than 10 wins on the season. Uh, The Wiz have a West Coast swing that takes them through Los Angeles where they play the Lakers and the Clippers. And then they head to Utah on Monday to take on the Jazz. The franchise hasn't finished with the worst record in the league since 1966-67 season when they were the Baltimore Bullets. I saw P.J. with the Bullets hat on reminding me of that. And a bit of trivia, they haven't won 50 games in a season since 1978-79, successful season. So things, uh, woes continue for the Wizards. Staying on the hardcourts Georgetown women's uh, basketball team. The Big East Player of the Week, senior guard Kelsey Ransom, took the honor at the Hoyas, went 2-0 and on the week in Big East play. She led the Hoyas uh, past Butler on senior day at McDonough. She had 31 points in that game. The women's lacrosse team in Georgetown, lost a close one to Johns Hopkins 10 to nine on Wednesday. The Hoyas, Kylie Hazen had a goal and three assists and Gracie Driggs had three goals in that game. Hoyas are on the Hilltop today at 3 PM at Cooper field. The A U women's basketball team fell to army 66 52 on Tuesday in DC. That's ninth place for the Eagles in the Patriot league and the men's AU team beat Army 73-51. Of course, the big DCS AA basketball championship going on all week. And all four top seeds have made it for the boys. AA, that's Jackson Reed, Gonzaga, Sidwell Friends, and St. John's. And then the girls' class AA, Sidwell Friends. who so it takes on Carol and Murray against St. John's. And uh, the final will be 8 p.m. To, uh, Sunday at George Washington University. That's our local sports report.
1: Well, hey, we wish Coach luck from last week from Jackson Reed. We hope we like see him there in the, on the Sunday final bracket. Uh, Keith, you're going out and cover for DK in sports on Sunday. Tell us about what you're anticipating to see.
5: Tremendous basketball in in the D.C. area this year, especially on the high school level. Jackson Reed a powerhouse, and in the D.C. that includes the the Catholic W.C.A.C. teams, St. John's and Gonzaga, uh, just really really powerful teams. And and you never can put yourself past uh, teams like Murray because they're they are uh, the girls come in at number three seed. So you've got just great. Uh, basketball throughout the D.C. area, uh, especially with the D.C. S.A.A., which brings together the private schools and the public schools.
1: Well, maybe you can bring somebody back on the show next week. Uh, One of the winners, we hope to uh, give the shout out to Jackson Reed since uh, he gave us love. We're going to give him a little love there. Hopefully uh, we can bring him back next week as a victorious uh, coach. Uh, Keep up his uh, winning record for this year. So C.I.A.A.'s in town. So what's going on with that, man?
5: Well, they're in Baltimore, and that's where they play the second year in a row. And uh, as Miles knows firsthand, Virginia Union's uh, competing heavily in that one, the school out of, out of Richmond. Uh, the tournament was in Charlotte, North Carolina for a number of years. But it, it like the Charm City, Baltimore, where this will be the second year in a row where they've had the championship tournament up there.
1: Well, I had the opportunity to actually go to CIAA when it was in North Carolina, and it was it was electrifying for the whole town there, but it was just smaller venues and stuff. So I think that's probably why they made the move up to Baltimore to get to, to bigger venues for more people to be able to enjoy it and uh, a bigger audience. I know that it's on fire in the area right now. Awesome. So the big news of the day legislation is passed for RFK to come back into D.C. Mm. What, what y'all, y'all got to clap? say about but, that? A lot like to say. Didn't yeah. I not
4: tell y'all? No one listening to me but Shane. Uh, I'm telling you, man, I said they're going to build a new stadium. No, they're going to turn it down, it down, <laughs> put a dome on it, look for the Super Bowl, be here in a couple of years
1: afterward. That's, um, a, that's, that's a, a, big, a, that's a bold statement right there. Because you have
4: Washington, this whatever... Better city to have a Super Bowl in. They'd have been everywhere else. If not, they're talking about trying to keep the Super Bowl in Vegas. That'd be the worst thing the world to do. But DC would be perfect. I mean, uh, watch it. Well. if you want to say about the old ownership of Washington, that's what he always wanted. Though, you, I mean, you should know the key. Yeah. He wanted the dome stadium so they can have the Super Bowl here. Super Bowl here, you're talking about dollars, and you're, you're talking, talking about, about Jack King Cook, not Snyder, right? No, no, Snyder. He, oh, okay. he, that's what he wanted too. Right. And because I'm telling you, up at that Super Bowl uh, hamburger, twenty seven dollars. Without the fry. So I'm telling you, <laughs> if it came here, the revenue that the city will make, I mean, it's just a great move for the mayor. You know, I commend her, you know. I hope and, so. And Ms. Holmes, uh, Norton, I mean, great, good idea, man. Mm-hmm. Because you have the land, you have the space. I've been the Jerry World, so, you know, I'm jealous. And, you know, I tried to step on the star. Uh, I'm not allowed in Texas anymore. But, you know, uh, I think I, it's a great move, would you say?
1: I, th- I said, congratulations to Mayor Bowser. Um, I think she stayed the course and she's had a lot to go through, just like everything she's had to go through since she's been in office. I mean, you know, she did the greatest job, I think, in the country during the pandemic. And she you know, was able to kind of steer the course through that. She weathered the storm here right. lately on a couple of different issues that I think are going to actually turn out to be OK. And I know that Angie Gates over there at Events DC has been very instrumental and in, in with the the resurrection of RFK. So, you know, my hat's off to everybody here, uh, particularly Mayor Bowser for uh, staying the course on this. Keith, what, from a journalist's perspective, what are people saying out there?
5: Well, you know, it's a bit early, but I mean, the shock and awe. I mean, there's no question that some of us, uh, besides Miles, did see this eventually coming. But anytime you, you deal with federal entities and, and Congress, you never know what, what side of the coin you're going to get. So when you look at that property, which is pretty expansive, having covered the the Washington football team down in, at RFK, remember great days of uh, spending all day at RFK Stadium and wa- watching the success that was under Jack Cook. Cooke. Uh, and then to watch that poor facility just crumble. Uh, I visited it the, the last uh, half dozen years and it's just so dilapidated. I mean, it had to come down. Uh, the D.C. United team and organization had their headquarters there for uh, a number of years. But even they had to move out. It was dangerous. Uh, I was down visit, visiting somebody from the team. And and we were walking on the field. And uh, in a distance, a piece came down. So we're like, maybe not the best to be on the field right now. But th- that's kind of the, sh- the shape that is. So I'm looking forward. To to the office, of cable television, film, music, and entertainment, videotaping it, slow mo implosion of RFK Stadium, bringing it to the ground. Uh, that would be a, t- a great time lapse video for from a historical standpoint. But uh, everybody is certainly like the, the the team and the new ownership waiting with bated breath and and certainly inspired by big big moves like this
1: mm-hmm. i mean we were there actually and covering it when they they started taking the chairs out and everything so uh we'll definitely be there to, to celebrate the, the resurrection of the stadium and going back to when i was growing up here i mean that stadium literally we could hear the noise from the crowd all the way up where our house was, which is on mm-hmm. Branch Avenue in Alabama, all the way up the hill. Mm-hmm. We could hear mm-hmm. the noise. You um, could feel it. Right. And it, right. it was just amazing to to realize how the city was responding. I mean, it, it wasn't Cowboy fans back here then. No. You know, mm-hmm. and if there mm-hmm. were, there were very few, and you better be very silent about it. But, mm-hmm. you know, I think it, it will also help galvanize the city in so many things. And don't forget the pitch for the World Cup, not just the Super Bowl. That'll give actually now a facility that can hold the amount of people. And I think that was why Audi Field didn't really appeal the last time around. But we're going to be right back with Coach Steve. We're going to get back into field hockey in one minute. All right, we'll
0: be back on Game Time. DC Radio, DC Radio, where you can hear the Brazilian Hour.
2: He was a singer, guitarist, songwriter, actor, and painter, active for more than 70 years.
0: The Putamaya World Music Hour with Rosalie Howard. He has
5: an international fan base that continues to appreciate his beautiful voice
0: and songs. And Memories for Seniors with Elliot Michael Gold. In DC, for DC, DC Radio, 96.3 HD4, and DCRadio.gov.
1: All right, we're back, and we're back with Coach Steve, and then we're going to find out more about the game of field hockey. So, look, you were talking about some things in, in the in the earlier segment about actually scoring, and you have to be kind of positioned in the middle of the field and kind of sort of like where you are inside the, the key, uh, the three-point line for,
2: for basketball. So— are there plays that you run in field hockey? Yeah, we have uh, possession plays, build-up plays out of the backs. Again, similar to soccer, when you get near, if you can imagine the three-point key, that space, as a shooting circle for us, we have a ton of plays that you have to be able to run in there in tight space with uh, limited options. So it's a, an important puzzle of the game to be able to try to win a foul in that area to get to the penalty corner, and then those are all kind of very scripted plays from the start.
1: So is speed... A top priority or is natural talent and ability to make moves like for in football, you know, you can have speed, but you got to be able to make a football move. And, you know, sometimes it's deceptive because you can be fast is I don't know what, but you can't your reaction time may not be instinctual as a football player so reaction time that may not have that 40 speed, but they can get
2: to the ball real quick. Absolutely. I think it's the difference between like, do you draft people from the combine just based on the fact that they can jump really well, or they can just run a 40. And a lot of times you can make a lot of mistakes that way because you only see a, a raw talent, but not necessarily, necessarily the skills that come along with it. So we need both. Uh, it's really important for us to be fast and dynamic, but at the same time, you have to be able to receive the ball incredibly well. You have to make decisions in a mobile environment and uh, you have to be able to, to keep your head around you. So it's a, it's a great, great sport, really, really uh, challenging to play for sure. So walk us through one of your favorite place. Uh, for, for me, uh, you know, nothing's better than when you win a penalty corner. What happens then is you have five defenders have to go on the goal line and the rest of the attackers can spread out along that shooting circle. The ball is inserted from the end line up and then everybody kind of runs out sort of, if you can imagine, Braveheart style in the movie where you're charging <laughs> to try to make a block on the play. Uh, the ball is pushed out of the scoring area, has to be stopped, and then it's uh, passed around and then you have a hard shot and you uh, try to smash the ball past the goalkeeper. So that's usually the, the best and funnest play for the the fans watching as well
1: so so keith i want to hear from you you haven't commented at all yet about field hockey i mean what what do you know about it i'm gonna jump in after keith
5: other than coach and pj (laughs) get hit by the ball i've probably seen more field hockey than anybody else in in that room uh it's 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 interesting that coach kind of analyzed it uh at like soccer because the movement is such and and i lacrosse people are Pretty familiar with lacrosse, uh, if if uh, not as certainly soccer is out there. Uh, But the movement is, and you have to you have to get this hard ball down the field with possession. So with lacrosse, they have the net, so you just throw it in, you know, throw it into their stick, and it's got the net to catch it that way. These young ladies, in this case, controlling that ball at that at that pace down the field is, is is eye-bending, I mean, I can't phrase it any other way. Coach, and is, I don't what you talking about. Because it keeping is. position and moving the ball uh, is, is a thing of beauty when it happens. And and uh, how they keep it on that little stick with the little hook on the end, which was like a candy cane, a short candy cane. Uh, I don't know, I, I stand speechless. P.J., first of all, from a fan's perspective, Coach
3: Steve and and his team has fans, you know, as we can see in the Eagle American University's paper on the 19th, y'all were uh, giving some accolades there, which I hope you can talk about some awards there. But just being I I had a couple of times where I was on uh, the lift recording coach Steve and his team and when they was on a comeback and did that the play that you were talking about and it felt like I was at Redskins State you know how Redskins State used to yep. rock and yep. when it, when, you know when the skins was coming back but um I've seen so many uh different um teams over the years um being at American University um how do you keep your team at the top of his game for all these
2: years? because y'all have been at the top for years. Yeah, the team's done an amazing job. Obviously it starts with having great recruits, so you have to have great people, but you have to have people that are buying into doing something bigger than just themselves. Uh, so that's the number one thing. And then the next thing is you have to train really, really hard. We train in the morning from 7 to 10 o'clock in the morning. So three hours of training. Uh, we're doing uh, weightlifting three times a week. Uh, we're doing the extra running. They're running. We're doing video sessions. We're, we're doing physiologically, we're tracking everything. So we know their heart rate, their GPS, the speed that they're running. We know their high intensity actions, how many they're doing per game, per practice. And we can build a training program that helps them peak in different moments of the year. And the most important time to peak, obviously, is the playoffs. With our our physiology so they buy into that they work really hard and uh we've been really really fortunate to have so many great people in our program so you have a bionic program yeah we're trying Mm. trying to be the the six million dollar
1: (laughs) man you know that's that's definitely the way we're trying to do it dr miles does that is that appealing to you Uh, uh, absolutely but
4: you you have to look at um uh, which you stated earlier, uh, Coach, the fact that, you know, you don't look for one specific thing. Uh, speed is okay, but, you know, speed, you can't be taught. Uh, skill set can be taught. So when you look at that, I, I mean, it's a heck of a combination because a lot of times people think that, you know, we got couch potatoes like me. Said so I would have done that, you wouldn't have done nothing. You know <laughs> what I mean? Because a game is a skill set that you have to have and you have to be taught. And uh, like I say, you know, my hats off to you. I knew a little bit about it, but I would never comment on it because then you find out I really don't know anything about it. So this is the type of uh, things. But you know, I want to, I want to say. Uh, all the luck in the world. I'm gonna have to get over there and see
1: it now. Uh, me and Bruce. Right, Bruce? That's right. I'm going to be there right with you because I'm going to be watching you go out and try. to the I'm going to watch the <laughs> Matter of fact, Keith, we need to send a, a television watching. crew out there keep, from DK I'm and watching. Sports because we have to see that. You know, Miles, as a matter of fact, we're going to start doing some segments on Miles because he's trying every sport in the world. So where in the heck Miles is, is going to be called the segment. So we'll see him doing the triathlon. We'll, get, <laughs> we'll see him doing swimming. We'll see him doing the Cross, and now we're gonna see him doing field hockey, Coach. Can you sign him up? I
2: want to. We need I'm to. We need to make old. this happen. Too I, I, I'm sensing too a champion in
1: there. Uh, yeah, I'll definitely no. come out and record that. I think I, I, I think I all, all of Washington D.C. will.
2: You'll probably <laughs> right. start it's a Cardozo team after this. <laughs> no joke. Let's see there You go. You know we got some kids up there. I'm gonna tell the Coach about later. We can bring the radar gun out. We can see how hard you can hit a ball. We can do all sorts. of And things. hook him up to the bionic stuff yeah. too. Yeah. yeah, we
1: want we want to know the heart rate number one. <laughs> so coach in terms of people being able to contact you and do you guys do open trials or you just recruit only?
2: We typically just recruit. Uh, it is always possible that there there could be a scenario one year where we would accept an open trial So people if they're at the university can have to they have to be at the university first but they can they can try out for the team in that context. Uh, but my email is on our website on uh, the field hockey page of American University if anybody ever uh, has questions and and wants to know more I'm very happy to talk about the sport and try to help people out.
1: So let's Let us end with all of the accolades that you were getting last week that that PJ talked
2: about. Oh, this team has been lights out. Uh, So this year, we uh, won our 13th championship in the Patriot League uh, Tournament. That's the the leader for the the league. The team advanced to the NCAA Tournament where uh, we lost in the Sweet 16 to number three Duke uh, in a 2-1 game. It was tied really late in the game and we just couldn't quite pull it off. Uh, We've had people that were Patriot League Scholar Athletes of the Year, people on the the All-American. And this year... The team got a 3.77 cumulative GPA as well, which was fourth fourth best in the entire country for all the field hockey. So they're doing it on the field and they're doing the classroom. It's incredible. Well,
1: obviously, you're doing it all the way around yourself. And uh, we congratulate you for all your efforts and congratulate your team uh, for all all of their efforts this year and in the years past and in years to come. And we hope to have you back on the show soon. Thanks so much for
2: having me and can't wait to have you out at the field for some uh, hockey lessons. (laughs) (laughs) Dr.
1: Miles. Dr.
2: Miles, he's the
1: one. Well, I hope you guys learned a lot off the show because I certainly did. Um, And we always are going to give you some of the information about sports that uh, are on and off the field that um, you may or may not traditionally know about. So that's our job here at Game Time. So I'm Bruce Walker. We got Dr. Miles. We got PJ. We got the man out there. There, Keith Jones and and Coach Anderson in the house. We all wish you a great day. And also make sure you stay tuned to the MFL, because they're doing a lot of things now and they're getting ready for their 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 new season and all that kind of stuff. So can I keep jump in tuned in to that? Yeah. One
3: second. So I was at uh, mixed. Um, In D.C., Adams Morgan, and they are big fans of Game Time and D.C. radio, so I'd be remiss if I didn't shout them out this week.
1: Man, I'm glad you brought that up. What's the the best thing you can eat there? They have a specially called the Smashed Burger,
4: which is... Really? That's a heck of a name, Smashburg. You <laughs> yeah, hear that, Shane?
3: Yeah, Doc, Doc, Doc would like it. Doc would like it. Yeah. Well, I ain't going <laughs> to go where I'm thinking. <laughs> it's,
1: it's the, um, <laughs>
3: but it's, it's one of, it's, I'm going to tell you, they, it's one of the many things that's, that's really good. They Their All-American uh, cuisine is off the charts. I went there twice, and I was there at the last Wizards games. And um, I'm shouting them out. We look forward to coming in. They, and they already said, come on in. Please come on in. Bring the show come show so what we got over here on the smorgasbord.
1: So guess what? Why don't you invite them to next week's show and they can bring us some smash burgers.
3: Uh, okay, I'm down for that. I mean, it's, it's out it's there now. It's out there now. So the, the,
1: we're going to go back to recording on Mondays uh, next week and uh, hopefully Lois will actually be in town and not on coverage uh, somewhere in the, in the world there. But hey, we invite you out. Come on in. We're going to smash it up <laughs> and... Um, We'll see you next time on Game Time.
0: You've been listening to Game Time, a weekly DMV sports show exploring the professional, collegiate, high school, and amateur sports on and off the field that contribute to the excitement of sports in the City of Champions.